and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. So I'm really excited about our show today. Our show is going to be dedicated to signs from the other side. So anyone who may have a loved one who has passed and you question whether or not signs that you see are actually real, or maybe you have been getting a lot of signs, we are going to speak to one of our experts on today's show. And our guest today is psychic medium Bill Phillips, and he is the author of the book Signs from the Other Side and Expect the Unexpected. His life's mission is to help people deal with the grief of losing loved ones by bringing through validations, evidential information, and beautiful messages from spirit, which heal and bring a sense of peace. He conducts individual and small and large group readings and has appeared on high-profile television programs like Dr. Phil and Access Hollywood. So, Bill, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yes. Now, um, I know... um, you had mentioned in the book that I read, Signs from the Other Side, that if people really hadn't had a chance to read Expect the Unexpected, that that is something that you actually recommend they read first to really get um, a good idea of where you're coming from, where this gift kind of emerged from, and it gives people a bit of a background um, of your life story. And you did give us a little bit of that information in Signs from the Other Side, and you and I have some parallel uh, mm-hmm. childhood experiences, so mm-hmm. um, I can uh, respect some of, of what I read. I have not read Expect the Unexpected yet, but um, but I'm really excited uh, for this show because I have lots of questions about Signs for the, from the Other Side that I have been thinking about lately. And um, so I was hoping that maybe you could start off just a little bit. I know our audience always loves to hear how did people like start their whole entire spiritual path and, you know, why are they doing this now? And I know that you possibly could have been an opera singer, (laughs) but chose (laughs) to become a medium instead. So those are two extremes, Um, but maybe you can fill our audience in a little bit just to let them know about your journey up until now. Absolutely. And I want to say on that comment that um, I don't think anyone really chooses this. I feel like it just it it chooses the person. So um, it definitely wasn't something that in school I was like, oh, you know, I really want to be a medium. I really want to do this for my life's work. It was something that hit me like a ton of bricks, which I find is typically how this works when the when the gift finds the recipient for it. So I was... um, I had my experiences happen a little bit earlier in life for me. A lot of people have these um, awakenings, you know, in their adulthood. But for me, it was earlier in my childhood. Um, and, I, you know, I was the product of, um, of my parents who had their, their own uh, challenges with addiction and things of that nature and kind of being tossed around um, from parent to parent and, you um, To make a long story short, I was actually, my mother kidnapped me when I was six years old and I was taken across the country. And uh, for about three years, it was very uh, chaotic, turbulent, um, toxic, you know, um, just things that that a child should not have experienced. Um, But I, what I found during that time was that um, 
there was a force field around me. There was something that I didn't know yet how to um, label it because I was too young, but there was this energy around me that I knew was sort of protecting me, cocooning me from, um, from what could have happened. And so I really feel like as a child, I um, unintentionally worked on surrendering um, to that light, you know, to the other side, um, to God. And I feel like that has been my guiding light um, since then. So um, I was taken back from, uh, from New York when I was a little under 10. And then I was here in California and my mother and I were apart for almost six years. Um, and uh, her story um, ended when she was 41 and I was 14 three weeks shy of my 15th birthday, um, and she passed away unexpectedly from pancreatic cancer. Um, and it was one of those things that was out of a movie. Like I, you know, I was able to get there to see her basically take her last breath. And it was, you know, just the most heartbreaking thing for, for someone of that age to go through. But um, on the flip side of that, um, she did come to me two nights later and my life changed from that period forward. Um, even though when I was a child, I was extra sensitive and I saw things and felt things, um, that moment for me was my aha moment. And even from that point forward, it still took me several years to really accept it. Um, but I feel like when when spirit is trying to get something through to us, they will, they will sort of... Um, make it so apparent and they will send the right people and they, they will orchestrate anything and everything around you to show you that, um, you know, this is the path. And so that, that's what happened. And I actually, um, was pursuing, uh, music and I was pursuing vocal performance. Uh, my, my goal and my dream was to be an opera singer. So I had that in the forefront of my mind. And just before I had left to go to music school, um, that's when I discovered and really put this to work. Um, and I was, um, you know, having people come to see me and basically sort of being tested just to kind of, for me to have the validation and the evidence that yes, what I'm receiving is true and is, and is real and, um, and, it, and it helped people so much. So that was sort of my awakening from the ages of 14 to 18. And then um, when I went to school, it followed me. And so I found myself in school and I found people that had this tremendous need that were all around me. And a lot of it was, um, you know, uh, faculty and people that were older than me. Um, and I found that there was so much healing that was occurring every time I opened myself up and allowed myself to be of service and to be that channel for people, um, that by the end of my, um, my conservatory, um, days when I graduated, like just the signs were so clear that this was my path. And so I had this agreement with spirit that, okay, I'm going to put myself out there. This is crazy. You know, especially 10 years ago, it was a lot more, you know, it wasn't as mainstream as it is today. So, took a lot of guts, a lot of courage, you know, and a lot of trust. And um, from that point forward, um, you know, so many amazing, wonderful opportunities came from that to, to, to help people. So in a very small nutshell, that's kind of how it began. Yeah. For me. 
Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it only touches the surface of it all too. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, one, one of the things that really touched my heart when I was reading your book was uh, when you came in contact with your mom after she passed and she had said to you that she was going to take care of you. And then you Mm -hmm. ended up seeing your dad who was also struggling with addiction end up healing from his addiction. And you felt that that was a way of her kind of keeping her promise of her taking care of you. Absolutely. And, um, and I'm very, you know, happy to say that that since that time, you know, it's, it's been a long journey, but it definitely has brought us closer together. So I know that she's behind that. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. And now I have to say, I really respected too, in um, one of the chapters in your book, you kind of put out there what you believe. You said, okay, so what do I believe? This is what I believe. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. Because many times I feel like people, not that they'll skirt around it, but you know, they might stay a little bit open. You're like, okay, I believe in heaven. I believe in angels. I believe that there, you know, is a God. And then you went in to explain what you thought about each. And I found that to be pretty cool. And I have a couple of questions, um, you know, just to have a a good conversation about some of those beliefs. But I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just going over what it is that you do believe in and maybe how you came to some of those beliefs, just doing the work that you do with the other side. Yeah. And this was something that um, I really went against the grain because when I was back in California, my grandmother um, really took over and raised me. And um, and she's still a very devout Christian, Seventh-day Adventist. So, so the, the, the belief systems did not match up. And what I was feeling in my heart to be true and what I was experiencing completely negated what I was learning um, from her and learning from just, you know, that from that specific religion. So um, I always, and I feel like every religion, everything has its purpose, you know, all roads lead to Rome, you know, and I I feel like for me, um, obviously, I believe in the afterlife, I believe in heaven, I believe that um, we've been here many times before, and we will continue depending on our free will and our soul contract. And I believe that when we come into a physical life like this, that's so short, in comparison to the to the, the the large picture, that we're here to learn lessons, and we you know we pick our soul groups, and we pick the people that we're supposed to uh, learn these lessons with. So, um, you know, even though I had this you know pretty horrific childhood and um, had all these lessons to learn, I know that I came here to learn these lessons and. Um, you know, I ironically, I, my mother was not even supposed to be able to have children. And I was born three months premature, two and a half pounds. You know, they did not think I was going to survive it. But I know um, that it was part of our contract for her to bring me in and for us to experience that together to sort of have the the courage and to have the strength to take this on and to be that healer for other people. So in a nutshell, yes, I do believe that we are, you know, here for a short time. I believe, I believe in heaven. I believe in God. I don't believe that God is some man sitting on a on a, on a white pedestal <laughs> in heaven. I believe it's much more universal than that. And I really believe that the awesome part about being here is that our belief system is what structures our reality. And I, I see that more and more every year that I'm living here is that 
um, anything that we give our beliefs to sort of takes on creation for itself. So um, that's why in the terms of like religion, you know, when someone focuses on, on that, it becomes, that becomes their reality. So um, to anyone listening to this right now, that's, you know, maybe on the agnostic side or just not quite sure what to believe, I, I would encourage you to just surrender to it, but to believe in something that is larger than you, something that even if you can't label it or you don't know what to call it, just give your faith to something larger than you. And that's what I had to do as a child, um, you know, leading up to this journey, because I didn't have any other any other options. All I knew is that I had to, um, I had to pray. I, I, I needed, I needed support and I really developed this inner, um, dialogue with the other side, but I just didn't realize it until I was old enough to sort of give it a language. Um, so yeah. Great. Yeah. And you have, um, you know, a, a quote in your book where you say, a lot of people say, I have to see it to believe it. And you said, no, you have to believe it in order to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were talking a little bit about how our beliefs can make up our reality, and I want to tie this into signs. So mm-hmm. how do we, how do we really know that there are signs coming from deceased loved ones, or is it really just our consciousness has a belief system and we're creating our reality and looking for that sign and that sign appears because that is a part of our consciousness as opposed to really someone who is deceased sending us uh, that white butterfly. Like every time you see a white butterfly, you, you, that is your sign from your mom. Mm -hmm. So, um, so how do we know that we're not creating these signs through our beliefs and our consciousness? How do we really know that it's coming from something outside of, of our mind? Right. And I, I believe that it's a, it's a double, um, that, spirit and the universe work together to bring these signs because it all goes down to intention. Um, so, you know, yes, there are many, many, um, many times when spirit's trying to send a message where let's say that, you know, your grandmother used to call you ladybug, you know, when, when you were growing up and all of a sudden after she passes, you know, you're, you're grieving her passing and, all of a sudden you see a ladybug land on your desk in your office, you know, and then for your birthday, someone buys you a purse that has a ladybug on it. And, and you don't think twice about it, you know, but, but once, once, once it happens enough, enough or, um, multiple times, you sort of go, wait a second. Oh, oh. And then this, this aha, this, this huge revelation happens. So, um, that's, that's how, you know, it's from that, that particular person. It, it, it usually coincides with, um, with something that you would share with that particular soul to, um, to connect with them. So that's why each sign looks different. And for each person, it will look different. Um, <clears throat> but I, I feel like you will know because of the reaction that your body will give to you as well. So a lot of times people will have like, the chills, or they'll become very emotional when they have, when they know for sure that these signs are from the other side. Um, then there's the person that's like, okay, you know, um, 11, 11 is a sign from my mom and I'm going to wait at 10 55 for 11, 11 to happen. That's, <laughs> that's obviously conjuring up, you know, that's using, <laughs> that's right. using your mind to, to make that sign appear. However, um, 
when when they because see they're orchestrating these things to happen at the perfect time so it's literally when you know you're at your bottom you're having a really bad day um you're about to like lose it you know and then boom the sign appears it it's it it usually happens in that moment of like I don't want to use the word desperation, but but almost though, when when someone's just reached their limit and they need something, they they need something to show them that they're not alone. Yeah. And and I would agree. I think that there are some, you know, signs that we can find very comforting and maybe that we see very often. But then there, like you said, when you get those chills, there can be really be that sign of their presence through mm-hmm. something that really just cannot be explained of the synchronicity of how timing lined up for that to actually happen. And it's amazing. And I, I've experienced so many of them and I've seen so much come through for people um, in readings and I've heard of the stories afterwards too. But one thing that always sticks out to me is years ago when, you know, I was, I myself was having like a bad day and I was, you know, just talking to my mom and having these conversations with her and just needing a sign that, you know, that she was helping me and that everything was going to be okay. And I remember it was the next day I was driving and, um, and this car cut me off and I was so like upset. And then I looked at the license plate and it was a custom license plate that was her name on the license plate. And her name was a, is a, a very unique name. You don't see the name Yvonne <laughs> many places. And so right. that's all that it said. And I just like had, you know, tears of joy and, and the chills and just like this almost sort of like a deja vu moment where I knew that, oh my God, this was all set up this way for, for her to put me in this situation to then see this symbol and the sign. So it's just, even talking about it gives me the chills because it's so powerful and our worlds are so much more connected than people realize. Yes. And you are the first person to validate for me that spirit talks to us through license plates, because (laughs) I have said that my whole life. And uh, when Mike and I go on road trips, you know, for filming or, you know, conferences or whatever we're doing, our last one, I was driving him crazy because I'm like, we need to look for license plates. We're going to have some signs, you know, from license plates, because that's how Mm -hmm. spirit sometimes communicates to me. And so many of my friends have thought I was like a little crazy. But whenever they're driving with me, I'm like, look, look at that. Look at that. And uh, Mm -hmm. I get so many signs from license plates and we got a bunch and, you know, I was taking pictures of them like, see, there's the proof, there's the proof. Um, but, <laughs> but I, you know, I have heard all of the other signs too, you know, through animals and you give a, a really nice list, um, how spirit communicates with us through numbers and, and animals and coins. And then you had mentioned the license plate and I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you mentioned too is, um, spirit can sometimes line up dates Yes. Uh, and and I just had that happen. And we're we're recording this um, show on February fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. But uh, just two days ago, I had a woman that I had never met uh, was gifted a Reiki session with me. So I do some energy healing, and during my energy healings, oh. many times spirits will come and mm-hmm. speak to me. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't cast myself or call myself, you know. Uh, uh, medium. I don't go out there and actually do the work that you do, but mm-hmm. I am a medium in the fact that they will come 
and I don't necessarily control it, but they come. So this woman, I have never met her and she canceled. We had to cancel because of snow three times. We rescheduled this appointment. So she came in on February 13th and the friend that gifted this to her did not tell her that I had some of these abilities. She just <laughs> said, go have this Reiki session. So, um, so she comes to have this Reiki session and all of a sudden, uh, one of her, her very first love from high school had died tragically in a car accident and the anniversary of his death was lo and behold february 13th the day mm-hmm. that she showed up and she had avoided since high school to ever go to any psychic any medium to hear anything because she was petrified and so you know we're starting our session and he's very very present and she's just kind of like looking at me and taking this in you know give her some messages we go we do reiki and then there's a whole session of him just like finally it's about time he had so much to say to her but i was floored when she had told me well this is the anniversary of the day that he died and I said, well, you know what, then he was in charge of orchestrating your appointment to happen today for mm-hmm. that, you know, reason to kind of really give her strong validation. And um, and it ended up, you know, being a great session, even though she was avoiding it for years, um, you know, to like she probably never would have even come, she said, it, to this Reiki appointment if she had known that I had the ability to do that. Oh, I love you saying that, and and I, I love the connection because I've known so many, um, and I don't want to use the word closeted mediums, but I'm going to use it anyways. The, the people that are that that do energy work, that um, that's their channel, and so it's sort of like the other side recognizes that, and so they they will orchestrate it because they know that you're willing and able to bring through that information. So I find that so neat that you shared that. Um, and the other thing too is that, and I, I see it all, I see it constantly within my own um, practice is that, um, you know, somebody will, will book a reading with me and um, the, the, the date that they're given, it's, it's, it's mind blowing actually. We'll, we'll have the same correlation or, there'll be like a cancellation or something and someone, you know, it'll be moved around. And then the date that's moved to happens to be, you know, the anniversary of of their loved ones passing or, or their anniversary together or something very significant. So it just shows that, you know, especially with uh, mediumship that um, the other sides behind it, you know, they're orchestrating, they're trying to um, sort of put you in the right direction with whom they will feel will be the right messenger for you to receive the message. And that part has always been so amazing for me to see throughout the years. And what you just said right now even validates that even more so. So I love it. Yeah, I, I yeah. love it too. I mean, those are moments where it just gives me those goosebumps and the chills. And I'm like, holy crap, really? Is this seriously? <laughs> like, I couldn't, couldn't make this up if I tried, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would say I'm probably one of those closet mediums a little bit, <laughs> um, definitely. Because, and that's probably just you know fear and ego. Like, oh, I don't know if I could really just do this without the tool of Reiki, right? Of getting right. into the energy work. And, but you know, and I guess maybe I have some questions as like asking you as a mentor um, mm-hmm. in regards to developing that skill because I would say that my accuracy. I've heard the term evidential mediums, right? So my mm-hmm. accuracy and the evidence that I'm given. Um, has become pretty pretty accurate. 
and yes. strong, stronger over the years. So was that also something that happened for you? Did you find that your ability to really hear them, like they are so loud and clear right now. I'm like floored <laughs> with how accurate the information is coming through in these past mm-hmm. couple of years. So is that a part of a person's development and practice or um, are there some uh, mediums that it's just, that's how they start. It's like you, like yeah. reading your story. It's so loud yeah, and clear. <laughs> of course. You know, I, I feel very um, guided to say that, you know, everyone that connects does it in their own unique way. Like there's not one size fits all for how somebody's going to perceive a spirit. You know, some people will, um, you know, hear them very clearly. Some will see them clearly. Some will feel them. So each medium is using their, their clear senses to really make that connection happen. And I feel like when somebody is first discovering their connection or their ability, that it's usually um, irrefutable evidence because the other side's trying to just show them, like, listen, keep keep repeating what we're showing to you. We're trying to help you build this bridge right now. Um, and so I know for me, when I, when I first began, um, you know, I was 18 and I was, I randomly came into this metaphysical shop and, uh, and it was a class on mediumship. And I remember being so scared because I was like, first of all, the youngest one in this class. And, um, I felt just like, what am I doing here? But I, I just forced myself to stay through it. And, I remember when I made that connection, um, it was very exhilarating. Um, it was something where now looking back on it, I realized it it just took a lot of, um, blind faith and trust, you know? And, um, the first time that I did it, I, you know, I felt like, oh gosh, you know, is just, is this just my mind or is this them, you know, giving me something? Cause, cause it's very subtle. It's very subtle, especially, um, when you're first recognizing it. And, um, but the evidence was very strong. And so I I remember, you know, um, sitting down with this woman that I didn't know and I held her hand and then all of a sudden, boom, this woman was, was there. And, you know, it took, I think for me, it took a lot of, um, trust and just really, really, really delving into what I was receiving and not like, not pushing it off as just like, oh, that's just my mind playing tricks on me or I'm making it up or whatever. Because what what came through was so strong. And this woman had passed from a prescription pill overdose, a suicide. And, you know, I, I saw it as clear as day. But a part of me just was like, oh, doubting it. Like, oh, God, do I really want to say this right now? And I'm so right. glad that I I'm so glad that I did, because that's really how how it is. It's like walking that that tightrope, you know, and just having to trust through each, each, um, each situation that it's been orchestrated and just to really give your trust to spirit. Cause they're, they know way more than our, than our human mind could ever really conjure or, or perceive. So they are behind every step of the way. And so, um, but it is scary at first. It is. And I feel like it's that never that never goes away fully. There's always nerves because you're basically having to show up and trust that the other side's going to be there for you and is going to deliver this. It's not like, you know, like um, learning a script or something that's that's pre-done. It's something where you have to be very present and in the moment with them to make that connection happen. And it does require a lot of a lot of trust. 
Yeah, absolutely. It does. And, um, I, you know, I, I continue to love to develop this. Um, uh, and I'm at a point now where I'm like, holy crap. Okay. This is, <laughs> you know, like the other day I put my hands on a woman in the song lollipop, you know, lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, lolly. and I'm like singing that in my head and I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. So, you know, and I, and her mom wanted her, her mom is passed and her mom, I see a bowl of lollipops on this girl's desk, whatever. So, you know, I tell her, I was like, does this song mean anything to you? She's like, oh yeah, my mom and I used to sing it all the time and I'm like oh my gosh like spirit is kind of knocking me over this week I'm like whoa what's going on like so just uh you know loud and clear but what you said is very key because I I too allow myself to just trust like I'm at a point where I don't care if I get anything wrong if it's right Mm -hmm. if it's wrong I'm just going to trust whatever I feel hear sense and deliver that to my client whether it means something to them or not who knows but I'm not attached to that outcome Absolutely. And, and it, that's perfect. The, the detachment is what's very crucial in, uh, in my opinion, of developing that ability. Um, and, and that's really how it works. And I love the music connection because that's how they work with me a, a lot of times is they, they will play songs in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it, it requires, a, I remember um, years ago when I was about to do the night before an audience reading for like 300 people. And that night I, I kept getting this, this tune in my head. And I was like, da, 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 da. I'm like, what, I'm like, what song is that? I, I didn't even know what it was. I had to go and like, and listen through songs. I'm like, Oh, it's Blackbird. Okay. But and I, I didn't even know to call it Blackbird by the Beatles. So I, um, and it kept going through my head. And so the next day when I was channeling, I remember um, halfway through, I stopped and I heard it again. And I, I was brought back to the night before. So I said it. And then once I said it, the, the soul stepped forward very strongly. And out of that whole crowd, only one hand went up. And wow. the, the woman said, I asked him to say Blackbird today as a, as a sign that he was here. And so it was so, so, so specific. But that's how they work. They're they're using our mental, you know, facilities. They're they're playing charades with us, really, to 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 get us to say the information out loud. And that part to me is has always been fascinating um, because, again, it goes back to that trust element of really having to trust um, because it seems it seems at times so silly. But I think that's what I've learned over the years is that to recognize, you know, what's what are my thoughts and what are, the, what are the thoughts that are foreign coming in from the other side? And that has always been um, crucial in sort of detaching from, you know, that, that ego voice and letting, letting spirit really shine through. Yeah. So I also wanted to go over um, how people can recognize signs. I kind of went through your list pretty quickly, but this is so much fun. And uh, so I'd like to kind of take each one and just go through them because there is one that I have never heard of before, which is the doppelganger, doppelganger. spirit. I knew, <laughs> I knew you so, I can't wait yeah. to talk about that. Yes, um, and I, you know, I, I sort of found, I, I, it's funny because I had, um, heard that phrase just with the living, you know, but I, I, I knew it was the perfect way to describe what happens because, um, and this happens, this happens to a lot of people where, especially when they're in their grief space or if it's, you know, if it's, a, if it's soon after a passing, I, you know, the other side's trying to do anything and everything to make it known that they're okay. And I, I remember actually when my mother passed away, um, 
I never experienced this, but the family, her, her boyfriend that, that she was living with, um, they had all experienced um, the phone ringing and picking up the phone and hearing the crackling and hearing her voice on the other end of the line. It was, it was all within the same week of her, of her physical death. So she was just trying so bad to let everyone know that she was okay. Um, but, you know, they, they will choose different ways of doing it. So a lot of times, um, you know, we'll, we'll be somewhere, whether it be at a Starbucks or at a concert or something. And all of a sudden we will look to our, look to our side and see someone and go, Oh my God, that's my dad, you know, or something along those lines. And then by the time we've gathered our thoughts, they're gone or it's changed. Um, and it's just so healing because it really solidifies and, and helps that person with their belief system the same way that, you know, that a medium needs that evidence when they're first developing. It just, it just basically opens the door for them to go, oh, that's really interesting. How did that happen? And even, even the most cynical of people have had something like that happen. They may not have, you know, wanted to believe that it was the other side, but there has been something irrefutable in them that's like, that's weird. So maybe they'll maybe they'll call it weird versus uh, like an actual like an open person saying, oh, my God, that's that's my sign. You know, it's just it just depends on on the belief system, the mindset and and how how open you're willing to go with it. Yeah. And another way that spirit can communicate with us is also through electricity. Uh, I have had so many um, electrical things happen Mm -hmm. and which that makes most sense to me, because as you also mentioned in your book that, you know, once we leave the physical body, we are energy. So I think Mm -hmm. one of the easiest ways probably for spirit to communicate is through electricity and light. Absolutely, because they're able to manipulate the current. And that's it it, it sounds strange, but um, the same thing occurs when someone's in water or when someone's like taking a shower. A lot of times they will come around you there because you're actually you are conducting that that signal being in that water or letting the water flow through you. And they will come in so strong. And usually it's like, you know, you're washing your hair and all of a sudden you're thinking about your grandpa, you know, bouncing you on his lap and having apple pie. And you're like, wait, what the heck? But, but it, it seems so just like normal. Like it's just a, a thought in your mind, you know, and um, they are the ones providing that um, that memory. So it's, it's really cool. But water is a huge one as well. Water, water connects, water connects us so strongly. So that's why, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, channels, whether they be psychic mediums, Reiki, whatever it may be, they have to live by water for that purpose. Um, and (laughs) that's why you, you hear people like, you know, God, I, I moved, you know, to the middle of nowhere and I just can't stand it because I feel like suffocated it's because you're just not in your element. And each, you know, there are people that, that thrive in desert settings, but a lot of people that do energy work, they need to be by the water. And I'm sure that's the case with you too, but it's, it's just, it's just, it's just a known fact. <laughs> well, and interesting you, know? you say that. I actually didn't know that, but I okay. did move to a place called Saratoga Springs in New York. Oh, and, oh. uh, 
it is known for their water and their mineral, yes. their mineral water here. And mm -hmm. I also recently moved my office a couple of years ago and the building that it's in, there is water that runs underneath um, the buildings on the street where I'm in. Oh so, my gosh, that's it. So interesting. Yes, the spirit was totally plopping you exactly <laughs> where you needed to be. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. Maybe I will yeah. renew my lease here because I was like, oh, am I going to stay here or maybe check out another place? No, I think I'm going to ah. stay right here. <laughs> so, so let's see, we covered phones. You talked about an example with phones and the license plates. Um, we talked a little bit about music, how you as a medium myself, how we can hear, you know, songs and music, but I find too, um, spirit communicates through the radio, like certain song, random songs will come on either that you haven't heard. And to me, I've heard so many stories from people that hearing a song can really, um, provide them comfort. Absolutely. And, you know, this is something that I wrote about in my first book, but I remember um, the year before my mother passed away, she had shared a story with me where when she was in high school, um, it was her sophomore year, um, her her choir had um, had done the song um, California Dreamin'. And I remember her telling me that. And then um, she, you know, she passed away the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. Um, so three weeks after she passed, I, I began um, school and it was my sophomore year. And our choir teacher was like, OK, everyone go to your, you know, folders. You know, we have our new material. I open up the folder and the very first thing there is California Dreaming. And so it was, you know, that was... I didn't really understand the significance of, of that until years later, um, but it was so incredible how that happened. But no, they will work with um, the radio. A lot of people will have things happen where they're really needing to like have that reassurance and literally the song comes on. It's not, it's not even always about the song because what, what they're trying to do is they're trying to find something here in the physical to give them a voice. So um, they will usually find the perfect words in a song as well. So it might be that you're flipping through your radio as you're driving, crying, you know, having a meltdown or something. And then just the this, the song that you go on to middle of the song or chorus, you know, and, the words that are being portrayed are exactly what you need to hear. So I have the chills just talking about it. So that's, that's, that's one way. Um, another way is absolutely the songs that you guys shared in life, you know, the songs that were played maybe at a service, for example, that you hear in that time of need. Um, because music works with vibration, this is something that I found very helpful um, when I, I was in music school because I, I realized that it was the, it was developing both abilities for me, was my clear audience and and, and um, you know they they will definitely connect to that vibration because music is the one universal language or universal tool that that brings our vibration up it doesn't matter who you are or what your belief system is you might just say oh yeah it makes me feel good you know it, it has the ability to to align your soul with um at times these truths these spiritual truths that we need to experience um so definitely music is a huge huge um contender within the signs 
Yeah, so much fun too. I I, oh, yeah. I love the music connection, and you know the other one too is numbers and times. And I know that you use the example that your mom uses one four three, yeah, uh, to signify the code I love you, which I didn't even know about that. Um, I I saw some movie. I don't remember what it was a couple of years ago, and uh, they were talking about that in the movie, and they would send each other one four three. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. And then, you know, I was laughing when I read yours. I was like, oh yeah, back in the day of pagers, that's probably where you know it might have originated from where you couldn't type letters unless you were trying to figure out how to do the numbers. Oh, yes. <laughs> letters, yes. And, and, and I, I see that number everywhere, everywhere. I, I usually, I see it a lot on receipts, you know, even down to like a dollar and 43 cents or $143. And, you know, I see it everywhere. I see it on license plates almost daily. Actually, I'm going to say daily. I see it on license plates. Um, so it's just, or I see four, three. So I'm like, okay, love you. I love you. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's how they make that connection work. But I remember, um, you know, this was late nineties. So technology has changed so much. Um, I don't even know if people use that anymore when they're texting or when they're, when they're communicating, but it was so, it it was so popular back in the late nineties. Um, you know, so it's pretty cool. Well, I, I really enjoyed uh, this this talk. And, you know, I had a client that had said to me uh, last week that, you know, she she started coming to see me and I was you know explaining to her about signs. And then she started talking more about signs with her family. And she said, my family thinks I'm like a little crazy and I'm going overboard with these signs. And she goes, <laughs> you know, that's the only thing that was really giving me hope for a while. And she's like, now I just think maybe I was just looking for them. And I said, oh, honey, I said, our entire world, that's all that it's about is signs, you know? And so I'm like, don't stop looking for them. I mean, that is the way that the universe communicates to us. So if anyone has any doubt or feels completely crazy because they are one of those people that, and I am a receipt person too. Like I look at when I sit down at a restaurant, Ooh, what table number does the receipt say? You know, what do the numbers add up to? I mean, I walk around and I'm just constantly just awake looking to see how spirit is communicating with me. You know, I'm not trying necessarily to find the signs but if you start to look it's amazing and it's truly amazing and also and it's fun too and it's and it's um it's like this puzzle you know or it's like this um scavenger hunt you know it's like finding the clues where they are and 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 it leading you to the next chapter of your life too it's like it's just it's amazing what what information we have available to us if we allow ourselves to be open to it, but also be present with it as well. Um, and yeah, exactly. So Bill, why don't you let our listeners know, uh, where they can get information about your books? I know that you give readings, you do Mm -hmm. events. So where can they find your information? Um, I have a website. It's just my name, BillPhillips.com. And my last name is spelled a little bit uniquely. It's with one L and two P's. So it's P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S. If you spell it the other way, you'll get someone else completely different. So it's <laughs> BillPhillips.com. Um, and yes, I do travel the country. Um, I, I've actually um, been very blessed and grateful that Spirit has put me on this new journey of actually teaching these workshops now around the country as well to help people, you know, find those connections on their own. Um, and 
my books are available, you know, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, anywhere that where books are available. Um, and I'm also on Facebook too. I, I also make it my my mission daily to inspire people. So I call it daily inspiration. So I'm on um, Facebook, psychic medium Bill Phillips, and I go on there every day and I just um, post what is feeling what what I feel would resonate with the world that day. So. Well, Bill, it was a pleasure. I'm so glad I got a chance to virtually meet you and uh, read your book. And this was a lot of fun. So thanks so much for being a guest on the Path 11 podcast today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Path 11 podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon page, I'd like you to do so because we are going to start putting some content over there that is only for our Patreon subscribers. You can get content for as little as donating a dollar a month, and it could just be a one-time donation. We have other freebies over there that you can get depending upon how much you would like to donate. And again, it could be a one-time donation, or you can continue to keep your subscription on a monthly basis at that donation level, but I just put my MBT immersive experience, which was a four-day intensive meditation training in Tennessee with physicist Tom Campbell. I was listening to binaural beats, going to altered states of consciousness, having out-of-body experiences and life-changing experiences that I was able to bring back uh, for myself, for my clients, for my friends that was just out of this world. So if you would like to listen to that, I'd like you to head on over to path11podcast.com. You're going to see an orange button that says Patreon. Become a Patreon today and you can have access to that podcast. And I would like to remind you to head on over to path11productions.com and check out the membership that we have for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. We have over 25 hours of footage with amazing speakers like William Buhlman, Thomas John, Terry Daniel, Suzanne Geisman, Suzanne Northrup, Linda Fitch, uh, Austin Wells, just a few people Uh, to name off that were amazing. These workshops are just so valuable. So I think that you would really enjoy it. It's also a great thing to think about to maybe give the gift to somebody who is struggling with grief. If you are looking for resources, this is a great conference to send people to to check out. And thanks again for listening today.